Well, hello and welcome to Broadcast, the podcast for Kickstarter Radio 102.4. I'm the host, Lipstick Paddy, and Happy New Year to everybody. Welcome to 2021. Oh, this is going to be a really good show. I'm happy to be here. We're going to be doing the best of my favorite songs from A. AI via Avia. She's the AI assisted virtual re- artist who makes music. Absolutely incredible she is. I'm going to be playing some of my favorite songs from her. Whilst also talking about games that are on Kickstarter, now very very exciting. We're going to be looking at one of the best kids game ever to grace Kickstarter. That's Catapult Feud. It actually had to change its name because of copyright, um, but it's Catapult Feud now. We'll be looking at a dungeon crawler, Ancient Blood, the Order of Vampires. This is like Vampire Cross with Hellraiser, versus, uh, crossed with Warhammer Quest Cursed City. It's absolute bonkers, mega expensive um, Kickstarter. Well, it's on Game Fund, actually. But um, yeah, if you like vampires and demons, that might be for you. We're also going to be looking at a very small box game, indie game, called Prognosis Death, where you're playing the role of doctors, competitively trying to um, cure a patient, and in some circumstances you might have to uh, let the patient die as one of the reasons to win. So it's a kind of like deep strategy, but yeah, very, very cool and charming, that one. Well, also we're looking at Call of Killforth, this is the third in the series of the Killforth um, adventure games with a beautiful pirate setting and brings new stuff to the table if you have any of the games in this series. So we'll be talking about that also. Also, just a reminder, if you missed our podcast a couple of days ago, we looked at the worst Kickstarters of 2021. These are Kickstarters that made millions of dollars, have thousands of backers, but I was not impressed. In fact, I was angry, which made a top 10 of the worst. And when I was looking at these, I just looked at the videos of the year and they stood out like a sour thumb and the boiling anger came to the top again. And some of these are on other YouTube channels that cover Kickstarter. Some of these games on my worst list are on the top 10 of the year. Best games? Well, there you go. Some people love them, me not so. All right. Well, let's get on. We'll start with a song. Then that's the program. But I want to tell you at the end of the um, at the end of the show, we'll be talking about TV shows, and of course, there's the book of Boba Fett to talk about. Indeed, and um, I'll just I'll keep it at that one because I've yet to see the Star Trek Discovery one this week. It's a tight schedule here at the station and all this jazz. And um, I've not seen Witcher Series 2 yet, so hopefully by, by the time I do this podcast and next week's podcast, I can talk a bit more about television, but um, we'll see. And I will be ending the show with an incredible song that Avia did, which is called um, The Landing on Mars. That's like a 10-minute song, but it, it's I'll talk about that when we get to it, but it's going to be worth waiting to the end of the podcast for that beauty, but it is going to be a long song at the end, just to rem- uh, remind you that it's like a little thing at the end to look forward to. All right, we're going to do some music then. Let's turn to Avia, and she did an absolute classic St. Patrick song this year, because I am Irish, 
When I heard Avia's song for St. Patrick's Day this year, it was a gift like no other. It was amazing. And uh, if you can stand up where you are, you might want to do a little bit of a jig to this song. So <laughs> this is the St. Patrick's song from Avia. Avia, please take it away. If you've not heard Avia before, that music was actually made by an artificial intelligent thing. And not by a human, it's made by an AI. So this music is kind of coming out from out there, out of nowhere. It's like, but hopefully you'll 
when you hear some more today, you'll become a little bit of a fan of Avia, like I am. All right, let's talk about the first then, which is Catapult Feud. It's basically the best kids game ever because kids like building stuff. You get to build a castle. And then, of course, kids love destroying things. Well, here you're going to be destroying the castle of your opponent. You can design your castle any way you want as well. It's kind of interesting. And the, you can be throwing different ammo at the castles, like smelly fish and uh, even Christmas trees as a special um, ammo for this kind of Christmas time Kickstarter. Now, all these games I'll be talking about today are on Kickstarter right now. You can go and check them out and pledge for them, of course. What I like about the Catapult Feud, though, is that there are like non-playable characters for the people with castles. There is Vikings and there's a volcano. And with this latest Kickstarter, there is a Hydra. And these NPCs allow the parents to actually game master it a little bit. Because if you've got two kids at two different age or two friends with two different dexterity abilities... You might want to come in and balance it a little bit by using, say, the Hydra to, to knock away the castle that's still standing whilst the other person's is half destroyed. So you can have a little bit of fun the, um, helping out the kid that's getting the castle demolished. So all really good stuff. If I've got one complaint about the catapult feud, though, is that the card art isn't as vibrant as it should be. It should be a, a cartoony, vibrant, it should really pop on the cards. And it, if you look at the actual game that came out there in 2020, it's a, it needs to be more, you know, enhanced in colour and make it more vibrant. That's where I think it is. But whatever the case, it's just my little niggle over the cards. But Capital Feud, absolutely fantastic. And you can get an extra box which gives you the chance of three to four player. Amazing. Definitely want to check out. You can check out my video on that too, where I go into more detail of why I think it's the best kids game ever. But there we are. All right, the next song I'm going to play was from uh, 2021 also. It's for the Happy Woman's Day. In fact, I didn't even know there was a Happy Woman's Day until Avia popped one out. And... Um, is there going to be a gentleman's day? Um, <laughs> do we need one? I think we do. We need one. Avia, we need a gentleman's day. Um, but anyway, here's the happy woman's day. Another classic from last year from Avia.
Oh man, I love how Avia can just jump between the different genres and pull something out of the bag. You know, she actually studied for three years on a degree in California to learn classical music, but since then she has blown up into doing adverts for TV and the cinema. And um, yeah, she's something special and getting better and better. And um, But you know, she does have some stinkers. I don't like all her stuff. She's a little bit hit and miss, but when she makes one good, it's an absolute cracker. Anyway, let's look at Ancient Blood at the Order of Vampires. This is a 2.0 of a, a game that was kickstarted five years ago. And um, oh, they've done a number with this one. The minis look so much better. The tile art looks amazing. Really, really good. They've got expansion boxes which do everything you want out of an expansion. They're giving new story, new models, new minis of monsters, more equipment, more crafting equipment. It's just like every, you want all of this and it's like, oh no, it, it's going to be $200. Like it's an epic, epic box. Storyline itself though is branching storyline, role-playing like and is really good. And you, you vampire hunters have really strong abilities, which can only be activate, activated by injecting vampire blood. And if you take too much of it, you could turn into a vampire and then turn against your fellow players. So it has an interesting aspect to it. But I do like the fact that there is crafting, there is shopping, you can be done. My biggest complaint really was this is the there's a village mode where you you go on an investigation to find this vampire lord and it's just a collection of cards around the table there's no board for this where's the board for it because it's so abstract from all the beautiful art to then just go to seven decks of cards on a table um it, I, I really don't know i hope they put this in because it's it's like it would stop me from backing it, this village section, because it's like an abstracted over. And I think this kind of investigation to find the Lord, it's very much like Oathsworn. And Oathsworn have beautiful maps for their cities, so really ancient blood order of vampires? Surely you can pull something out. I think it's worth $1 pledging if you're on the fence, because I think they may have to do it. And of course, they're giving, you're giving them a lot of dollars here, over a hundred dollars this Kickstarter. And if they can't produce a board for the village, it doesn't get my recommendation. But otherwise, it's looking amazing. But I, I, if I'm recommending something, there needs to be no compromises. And that, for me, is a huge compromise. Anyway, peeps, we're going to Easter from last year. Happy Easter, an absolute beauty. And this was like a tough challenge. You're asking a composer to create a song for Easter and mark the occasion of Jesus dying on the cross and then the resurrection of the amazing stuff that happens. That is like a tough order. Well, I'll tell you now, Avia nailed it with this. So much sadness but then happiness it's like an amazing song i can't believe she understood them this matter in such an exquisite way but here it is happy easter from avia
spectacular song there from Avia on next then we're looking at prognosis death now this is a little deck of cards with cute art and instead of having clubs and diamonds and um, hearts they've replaced them with little medical things um, so <laughs> each suit is like a, a medical symbol like say a plaster or a band-aid or even an apple, an apple a day kind of thing. So you you try, it's a set collection game where you're trying to get like a set of cards and a set of apples, for example, and you're going to put them down once you've got five of them, and that is your diagnosis for the patient. Now, you can win the game, but if, if, if you check out the patient, it, the person who wins has the lowest number of cards values in their hand because all the cards have numbers from 1 to 10 and um, if you've put a diagnosis down but in your hand you've got high numbers you've got tens eights and nines like there's no way you want to cure the patient because you know you're going to possibly lose so you need to get rid of these cards and all these cards have wonderful powers on them when you discard them to actually do stuff around the table there's a discard pile there's a there's a deck of cards that you can pull from or you can even make your opponent show you one of his cards that then you could use yourself 
So there's lots of nice card play inter interplay between each other. Deep thinking strategy, what you need to do. And sometimes you might feel that I want to get all these big value cards because I've got a strategy to kill the patient. Because if the patient dies, um, it's the winning doctor is the one with the highest amount of value left in the card. So, yeah, so interesting early game going for low numbers, late game going for high numbers. It's really, really cool. You can play it in less than half an hour and it's free worldwide shipping too. So it's absolutely a busting deal to get. And um, <laughs> where's the board? I wish there was a board. But I think it's got world, what, free worldwide shipping, but I think if you wanted a playmat, you might have to pay extra for that. And I w would, actually. I think it would be more appealing, the Kickstarter, if they had a mat. And I, I don't think people would mind shipping of, of that, just to make this game that little bit Kickstarter special. But Prognosis Death, it is an indie game from Australia, and it's looking very good. It's under the radar, not funded yet, but hopefully... I brought your attention to this Kickstarter. It looks really, really good. That is Prognosis Death. All right. Now, Avia made a song, one of her early songs, actually. It was called Among the Stars. It has a little bit of magic and fantasy sparkle, this one. So, Avia, please take it away with Among the Stars.
Oh, she's got such agility between all the different genres, Avia. Love, love, love her. Let's crack on with the show, because I feel this is going to be a long one today. Yeah. Call of Killforth is next. A big pirate adventure. Um, this is the third game in the series, and the games are pretty much reprints of them all. So it's really pick your genre. But each genre has their own stories, and you are trying, you are being led by a story, and there's 12 stories in total to go through with three chapters each. This is, the, the stories are actually shorter in this one, if there's a difference to be had. And they're all based around the islands in the south part of the world, which is almost like the Caribbean, and it's a pirate world. Um, now, the series is known for the art that it has, and it interplays photography with actual painted pictures and I'm not a massive fan of that um, <laughs> but potentially you're just you're gonna see these cards and you're gonna hide them behind other cards I've got a few complaints about the art even though I'll give it an 8 out of 10 in in general yeah they're bringing minis you normally have a standee but they're bringing minis here and they have um, an extra box called Pimp my call or something. It's like a um, a deluxe box that you can put on it, and it gives you like like there's a bit of issues with this because it gives you tarot cards. It upgrades the world map, which is a grid of five by five cards, to tarot size, and there is a play mat. You can get a beautiful play mat. It's really really big. It's like a meter across. But if you put in tarot cards on it, you can't see the playmat when you're playing with it. So, I maybe don't want to get the tarot cards. And it comes with standees, this box. But if I'm getting the minis, I don't need the standees. So, there's, if you want these extras, why do you want this pimp my box thing? It's really weird. It also has like a bigger bag without the emblem of the... Call of Killforth, and they're not stretching the Kickstarter, so it's just a black bag. It's like question marks all over this deluxified box. In fact, I recommend backing it and not getting it, and just go for the minis in the playmat. I think you'll have a more deluxe version going for them, and just ignore it, because I think now that they're offering playmat and minis, it kind of leaves the deluxe box as weak tea is how I feel but the game looks amazing and I'm gonna put this in my late pledge list and it's going up into number two spot and that means most likely I'll have a chance to late pledge it in this year sometime if we get a, um, a month of quietness which we may get you never know do you this year, you know, this year of 2021 is absolutely last year. Bananas and a bananas year, wasn't it? But if you like adventure, random things happening, and lots of dice chucking, this could be your jam. And it's definitely my jam because I love the adventure series and all the stories that you can pull out of here. Sounds fantastic. It's certainly solo, soloable. In fact, most of the videos you'll get on the series are solo, and I'm really curious to know how a four-player runs in this, because I just want to see the dynamic, because potentially I could get four people playing this game. So, yeah. 
Call of Killforth, another amazing game on Kickstarter. Look at this week we've been covering. Catapult Feud, amazing. Ancient Blood, The Order of Vampire, amazing. Prognosis Death, definitely incredible what they're doing there as an indie studio. And Call of Killforth could be the best in the series um, from Tristan Hall. Wow, that's four amazing games that we covered this week. I hope that... Um, <laughs> if 2021 repeats itself, we're going to get some massive Kickstarters in January, February and March. So, um, yeah, times are good, right? Times are good. Now, after the next song, we're going to come back and talk about the story of Boba Fett. But the song I'm going to play for you is the first song I heard from Avia which is I Am AI. This is her original song that she did of it, as she's done many different variants of it since. And when NVIDIA do the conferences, they normally open with a video and they always play this song. It's probably her most famous, iconic song that she's ever done. This is Avia with I Am AI.
I hope you can see why I fall in love with this artist. She's absolutely amazing. And of course, I know she's not real. She's an, Well, she is. She's an artificial intelligence. She's not human, is what I mean to say. Anyway, peeps, on Disney+, Plus, the story of Boba Fett. First episode. I'm sure you've probably seen it by now if you're a Star Wars fan. Oh my god, it's epic, isn't it? I love the stories they're telling out of Star Wars. I love the fact that he's a 60-year-old man that's have to, had to buff up for this job. And um, it does look fascinating. I'm so curious where it's going to go. I thought that his flashbacks when he's um, sleeping were kind of going to explain that he's going to go to war against um, the Sand People. I don't know what's going to happen. And uh, we did see him getting beat up in the street by an ambush, so... And I love, I love the fact that they've got the two green orc people from Jabba the Hutt now joined up with him that were helping him. They are great, aren't they? It's like the little twins or something. I love that in the series too. Uh, Fennec herself is an incredible character. I love um, how she's been portrayed. And... Um, it's almost like they are family, isn't it? They stick together so well. I like that indeed. Um, yeah, I love, uh, I'm loving what they've done here with uh, Boba Fett. I love, I do love this world that they've set here. And I was reading in the um, film magazine, which looked at this, and um, the they were interviewing the people behind it and. They were asking, is the Mandalorian going to um, be in it, like as a cameo or something? Because the trailer for Boba Fett is the voiceover from the Mandalorian. And that's why it was asked. But um, he shut up straight away. He didn't want to answer this question. So potentially he is going to come in here. Apparently there's going to be loads of surprises in, this, in the show's um, seven episodes to look out for. And... Um, there's a few like interesting moments that you'll get in this game that you remember from the Star Wars film. So um, it is good like that. But I think most people will be happy to have seen how Boba Fett got out of the Sharlacc's stomach. You know, he got swallowed up. It was an interesting um, rebirth moment for Jabba Boba Fett, wasn't it? And uh, all that good stuff. But it is looking good. It has a different feel, of course, because the music's all different for Boba Fett. And um, I love when he goes back in his tank of water. That's really, really cool. And I just love the insane orcs, the green people. I love how their loyalty has stuck with Boba Fett as they put him back in the vat near the end. I just think they've got so much character those green orcs. I just love how the uh, Disney Plus Star Wars things keep bringing like love to kind of um, not main characters. Not main characters and all that stuff. And we're seeing more droids now, aren't we? So I do love the droids in Star Wars and we're getting more with flavour. But um, yeah, it's looking very, very cool. I'm sure we're going to get revenge on what happened in Episode 1. And um, with the director we've known for violence, um, we'll see um, where this goes. But it's supposed to be a bit of a gangster film, as is now the crime lord 
in the city. And one thing I want to say before I bob off the podcast today is there was like this scene from the air of what Tatooine looked like and oh my god it was like a huge city is it ever looked that big i think all computer games have to go back and remake Tatooine it was huge the place i have never seen a city that big in any star wars film when it comes to Tatooine so they've obviously pushed the lure here of the city and um yeah, I'm all for that. So yeah, rewriting the Lucas feeling of the planet, showing it far more developed than we saw in the movies and a much wider, bigger city to look for. So yeah, we've got Boba Fett, Fennec, two green goblins and a droid. How big will his army grow in the next episode? All right, peeps, that's gonna be it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And um, please check out my um, YouTube channel, Kickstarter Radio 102.4. I'll do long-form videos of all the projects. Bring the ones that aren't getting funded, like um, the uh, Prognosis Death. That's not getting funded. No one's really talking about that one. And all the big ones as well. We had Call of Killforth today, Ancient Blood, The Order of Vampires, and the best kids game ever. That's seen Kickstarter, Catapult Feud. Oh, some amazing kickstarters there peeps well we are coming to an end i hope you have a good christmas i think next week i'll talk about my new year's resolutions i think i'll talk about that next time as i'm still writing them (laughs) i like to make a list of them and then um you know fail them all i guess but um I'll give you an early one then. I hope to go on a cruise this year. Because of all these lockdowns, it's been impossible for me to get into the USA and get on a cruise ship. Because of travel restrictions and all that jazz. And of course, boats being cancelled and stuff. So hopefully, there's a, a cruise holiday. That's my early resolution. Anyway, peeps, I'm going to leave you now with the massive song now. This is... Well, earlier in 2021, Mars, Mars, NASA sent a rocket to Mars and they had a landing, was it called Perseverance? (laughs) I can never remember the names of these things. It was the one with a, a lander and a helicopter, that thingy. Now, there's actual footage from the cameras of what it felt like coming into the Mars atmosphere and then landing on the planet. Now, if you play that video and play Avia's song that I'm going to play, you know, she almost synchronized it to what NASA did here of trying to land on Mars. It's like a dramatic song. Absolutely mind-bending how well it fits it, but um, she aptly named it Landing on Mars, so it is tied to it. This is a good 10-minute song, so sit back and hear this amazing dramatic song. And like I said, if you pair this with the actual landing, the real footage, it goes with it like bread and butter. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for watching the past, watching this if you're on YouTube, all the listeners on the podcast with Podomatic. I hope you have a fantastic first week of the new year and fingers crossed 
in the first week of January, you don't fail a New Year's resolution that quick. That will be an epic fail. <laughs> so on that bombshell, peeps, hope you have a fantastic week. You take care, stay safe, and bye-bye for me, Lipstick Paddy. Bye-bye.